And before this week's Stone Clover Richard Herring, I've discovered um, the passage from Bede's An Ecclesiastical History of the English People or Historia Ecclesiastica Gentith Anglorum, which was written well, around the 720s, completed in 731. I don't know when this particular passage was written by the Venerable Bede, but this is the first ever mention of stone clearers in history. And in the fields are the folk known as Thetone Cleareth. They, they didn't have the letter S in these days. A strange band of vagabonds who doth labour, be it day or nicht, pulling the Thetones from the foil. They doff their work naked after the day they wath burst, fave for a garment made of hefian, which they doff wear around their nephirth and codlings. They worship false gods and are an affront to the Lord Jephoth, and when discovered are chafed from the towns and villets and put in fetoks or hanged from the trees with their fetones in their pockets. Never was a man who who so who so thirst and despised than these foil-coated wathers. So there we go. That's the first mention of these guys. Proof, if proof be need be, that stone clearing has been going on for a long, long time. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Stone Clearing, or Fatone Clearing, as uh, the medievalists would have called it, with Richard Herring. Um, I think it's the 22nd of January, maybe the 21st. Uh, it was slightly late walk today, 9 o'clock, heading out, so may encounter some of the later dog walkers, or just find that... Uh, Everyone else is already at work. Come on, darling. And, uh, yeah, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, I haven't been doing as much stone clearing as usual. I've been taking my dog on a longer walk up the hill in an attempt to help my January weight loss. And it's not a bad thing to take a little break from stone clearing every now and again. I'm not saying I've not done anything. I've done a bit. It hasn't been a daily occurrence. Um, just as a farmer must leave his field fallow every now and again so that the soil can replenish itself, so the stone clearer must do that, so the stones that they shall must come. Also, it's good to leave your brain fallow as well, I find, because... Uh, Sometimes stone clearing can seem like a crazy thing to be doing. It can weigh heavily on your psyche. So if you're feeling that the stones are getting a little bit too much for you, weighing heavy on you, burdening you, do feel free to take a little stone holiday, of course, and uh, 
do some other stuff. I, I, I know it's a problem when I'm walking around on general walks that aren't around the field and I start kicking stones out of the path. Um, then I've become too obsessed with stones. And the thing is, this is not... It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's what the stone clearers of old said. Well, they would have said it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, they didn't have the letter... S in those days. It was a very difficult time. They just had to put F in instead. And to be honest, it wasn't a, a very good. They should have invented S earlier. Um, it can be confusing in the, to the modern day. Um, but I respect those traditions and I will attempt to say the letter S as, as little as possible uh, in the podcast from now on. So I've just picked up five fist tiddlers there. It's nice to be back, actually. I have a renewed excitement about being out here. Um, uh, I'm sort of waiting as well for a cold day, so I could... Uh, I mean, it's, the, the stones are cold in my hand now. I'm feeling them, and they are uh, as if they've been kept in a freezer. But the ground is still moist. Uh, this is a... I mean, global warming is a bad thing in many ways. It's good for stone clearers and for Donald Trump, uh, because, of course, it means... Uh, if it snows you can say it doesn't exist that's Donald Trump's thing but uh, if it's not frosty at all uh, it really hasn't been this winter maybe one or two occasions the ground's been clamping the stones in its jaw reluctant to let them go Um, but it does mean we can get a lot more stones out here over the winter period Um, now it is also true that the months of basically January through to July uh, are the stone clearers uh, downtime. I mean, you'll still be out here, you'll still be working, of course. You'll still be picking away, finding what you can. But the crops are growing. It's uh, it's difficult to get out to find the stones at all. I'm not having much trouble here. Again, still, I'm still not far from the shore. And just doing my usual thing, I'm trying to pick five or six little stones up. One of them's uh, slightly larger, but you know, I, I have cleared most of the bigger stones from that kind of three metre swathe around the shore of the Stotian or the Fatotian, if there are any medieval stone clearers, Fatone clearers, clearers uh, listening. Um, but uh, yeah, you, it's, it's a time just to say, okay, God, these stones are cold, I'm wearing gloves and they're. Uh, the ground is not frozen, but this is the coldest they've been for a while, which may be a, a bad sign of the late winter to come. And um, I will certainly... There's a little ice there on a puddle, so, you know, it's not... We're nearly there today in terms of, in terms of that cold snap. And as I think I've said before, there will be a little repetition in this, just a tiny amount of repetition in this podcast. Um, it's a good idea over the summer... Even in the winter, we've got a friend coming, so... Wolfie! Wolfie, good girl. Come on. Good girl. Good girl. Hi there. Come on, Wolfie. Come on. Uh, it's a good idea. That was just... Uh, I, mean, I suspect that lady might have been a stone clearer herself. It's a bit suspicious she's walking around the field without a dog. Maybe she just doesn't realise her dog has died. Maybe she still walks the dog, even though it is dead. Maybe she's so used to doing it, she 
thinks the ghost is there or just out of respect and memory for that dog. Um, she did come out of the sunlight, so I don't know how much of uh, my, me speaking to myself she heard. She was sort of of the age that probably wouldn't assume I was on the phone uh, on invisible earbuds, just assume, think I was mad. Now, I don't want people thinking that in the village. Um, so I'm in this kind of quite feckoned corner of the field that I uh, haven't fully exploited yet. So there are, I am managing now to pick up quite a few um, egg size. I mean, probably duck to chicken egg size, somewhere in between stones. I've got four in one hand, they're brown. Uh, and uh, and I've got a bit of flint in the other hand. And this will go on my... If you've watched uh, one of the podcasts, the Richard Herring Leicester Square Theatre podcasts, uh, you'll have seen this particular can in one of the intros. If you want to if you want to have a little look at that, it's the intro to... Um, I forget which one, but quite a recent one, maybe Fingers on Buzzers. Uh, if you want to have a look at that. Uh, so you can have a little first video look at... Um, so I'm just digging a couple of... Yeah, so the ground is still that loose enough that you can kick the stones out. And a couple of nice dinosaur egg-sized ones, a small dinosaur, um, have come up. Oh, and we've got some more dog walkers in the distance, and this seems like a popular time to come out on the field, which may make life more difficult for us. Wolfie, let's get you in the Should be all right, they're going across the field. I'm wearing a bobble hat today, uh, just uh, if you're interested... Uh, of course, stone clearers would not have done that. But it doesn't help the stone clearing beyond. Oh, and that's quite a nice one. I, was, I do just want to do a, a discovery podcast today to take you around as I find things. And that's a nice surprise. As I said, you know, oh, I picked up all the stones within three metres of the shore. What a, what a hubristic fool I was to say something like that. Because uh, then just along here, there's a stone that is the size of an orange which is a good-sized stone. That goes on one of my mini cans there. Then the dog was safely across, halfway across the field. Um, yes, yeah, so, so you should be storing up, like, the, 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 the mouse and the grasshopper. What is it? The ant and the grasshopper. You should be, in the summertime, in the good days, you should be kicking some stones loose, maybe making some piles above ground um, throughout the field that you can then harvest in these difficult times. But also... As I say, this is, I think when you start, you know, I, I do look back at the the young fool I was when I started this stone clearing. I was only just 51 years old and I, I was naive. And I don't know, in my excitement, I think I thought I could do this job quickly. And uh, that is not the case. It's It's a slow job. It's like, you know, oh, I'll buy five lottery tickets. And then I've got five more chances of winning the lottery. You've still got no chance of winning the lottery. There's no point in buying five tickets. Just buy one ticket. And that's very much, and hope for the best, and that's very much how stone clearing is, except, of course, it is achievable to finish it. And uh, that metaphor doesn't really work similarly. Um, just picking up some small ones here. Five very little ones. I'll put them on this, on the cairn in the middle the opposite cairn to the uh, to the main cairn uh, across the field. I'm not heading across there with those dog walkers today. I'm going to go up to the controversial part of the field. I do have a solution to my worries about harvesting from another field now, 
which I will share with you when we get there, presuming there's no dogwalkers around to wreck it. And they had a couple of nice sized ones there just sitting on top of the ground uh, on the path. And it, that sort of thing does just make you wonder. But of course, that is, I really genuinely haven't been up this part of the field since probably the last podcast. And, uh, and that idea of leaving the, the field fallow seems to work because there's tons of stones here now. Um, so I think that proves that they do grow. I will drop one, but of course I've dropped one. You know, the rules, there are no rules to stone clearing, but of course one of the rules is if you, if you do drop a stone, unless you're doing it to evade capture, you must pick it up again if possible. Um, so yeah, so take things easy. Don't feel you have to try and get everything off at once. This is, it's like a complicated game of chess between you and the stones. Um, you don't have to rush in, make all your moves early. Just lull them into false sense of security. These stones will look at me thinking, well, you've walked past here a hundred times already, at least. And you haven't picked me up, so I'm safe. But no, bang, here's three stones that thought that in my hand right now. They didn't literally think it. Um, they just psychically thought it. And... Now, here they are, they're about to find themselves on one of my smaller nests. There's a lovely big stone amongst this, one of the biggest I've ever found. That was the start of that nest. Uh, but apart from that, it's only been joined by a few. Even though this is quite a second part of the field as we head up towards that boundary to the next field. Uh, that has been discussed in previous podcasts and will be discussed in many more. And yeah, I'm feeling a lot saner than I think I have been. Um, and uh, no log dogs. <laughs> it, you know, I'm starting to wonder if those log dogs even exist or whether I just somehow conjured them up out of logs that looked a bit like dogs. I did the other day see a sort of wood falcon uh, sitting in a tree looking at me. Uh, Wolfie's just done a wee for people who have fallen the blue She did do a poo earlier, but it was so far out in the field that... Uh, I would not have been allowed to go out there officially. Uh, and I think you know what I mean, because obviously as a stone clearer, I'm out there all the time. But uh, as a poo clearer, up, you don't have to go there. You don't have to do that. Um, so uh, yeah, getting quite a good haul there. That's three more little tiny um, egg-shaped stones. I hope they aren't eggs. I don't think there's any bird or lizard or creature or, or platypus that would... Uh, lay its eggs out here, certainly on the ground, certainly in this kind of cold. Um, but uh, I think they're all stones. It is worth, just in case, smashing the stones together to check they are stones and not eggs, if they really look like an egg. That is a, a new piece of advice for you. So under the magical tree, where I just toss the stones and hope they'll one day form a little wall, there's some scatterings there. Nothing resembling a wall under that tree, but uh, it's a magical tree. Many of the trees, I feel, are a little magical and a good place to start your wall, start your cairns, just at the base of the trees, and the juxtaposition of organic wood and hard stone is also artistically pleasing, of course, to anyone passing by. And yeah, a little walk out into this field at this point does... I'm just using the kicking technique there. Oh! Yeah, that's a beauty. That's a real beauty there. Um, pleased with that one. 
but also some smaller ones. Just a multi-sized pack here. Quite a good size stone. Oh, nearly dropped it, but care. kept hold of it. And they go at the base of the next tree along. Yeah, that's one, that's one of the biggest of the day. Didn't seem that big when I kicked it. Nice little iceberg. Uh, just to cheer you up uh, along the way. And of course, when it's this cold, it really is an iceberg. Just a little uh, stone clearing humour there, of course, because uh, it's called iceberg because uh, most of it's beneath the ground. It's nothing to do with the temperature. Um, Obviously, this proper stone has got that, but I'm just explaining some of the jokes to the newbies. Um, oh, and I did say how you choose the stones. I, I was disappointed in my last podcast about how to choose the stones you want to pick. One of my favourite ways to choose a stone is to literally discover it with your foot. You're walking along, often in the dark, but sometimes not. Whoopee! A little a dog with a muzzle has appeared in the bush. Whoopee! 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 Off! Off! Wait! Come on, wait. Come here, Wolfie. Wolfie, come here. Bit of excitement. Come on, Wolfie. Good girl. Wow. That was very exciting. Uh, it's like terrifying first uh, first proper attack by a dog. You right, Wolves? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Good girl. Good girl. Um... And that's why sometimes the job of dog owner and stone clearer are not compatible. I wasn't really paying attention, but that dog was weird. That just went to talk about log dogs because that dog was just standing amongst the logs, still as you like, luckily muzzled. But uh, whew, went for Wolfie, like in a way, not in a playful way. And uh, Wolfie's a little shaken up. But unharmed, because luckily the dog was muzzled, but uh, they have a go at biting my dog, so... Well, I suppose it's responsible... Good girl, it's a responsible dog ownership, too. She's happy, she's jumping around, she's fine. Um, to muzzle a dog like that, that wasn't very nice, was it? Um, it took us out of the moment as well, I can't remember what I was talking about. Um... Do care for your animals. Remember, the stones are eternal, the stones are important, but these peripheral, ephemeral creatures around us, we must protect them. If you have children or animals with you while stone clearing animals, you shouldn't really have children, but maybe you can get away with it. Don't concentrate on Do make sure you keep an eye on your children if you're stone clearing with your children. Oh, and there's someone coming across the field. Uh, it is a busy time for the dogs out here today. Uh, in terms of getting good stone clearing done, um, maybe this is not the right time to come. Oh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, I was talking about disco- when you discover a stone with your foot, that's what I was discovering. That is my favourite way of doing it. You haven't seen it. You feel under your boot, you feel a bump. I always choose that one. That is the stone choosing you. That's a little stone nudging you, saying, hey, guys, it's time. It's time. It's my time. I want to come out. And so if you feel that, dude, uh, sometimes you can't find it. But do try and search for that stone. Uh, so I'm approaching the wall and the fields beyond it, this wall we discussed that was once there and has been destroyed, the field behind it which is covered in stones. Um, and there's a dog coming along through across the diagonal, which is annoying. It'll make it harder to clear this particular area, but also discuss it. So I'm going to just nip into the next field and hope that they'll 
go round and we'll have a little look at the next field because I think I've come up with a solution that will satisfy everyone. Obviously, there are no rules to stone clearing, we all know that, but uh, be careful where you throw the stones. You must only go on your own field, of course. Uh, once you start clearing the field, you must complete that that job. Uh, but and there is this next field that isn't part of my field. I mean, there's no there's a barrier between the two, but it's open at the end. It's covered in amazing stones. It's very difficult to to avoid going in and picking them up. I'm in there now. I'm hidden by a hedge, and I'm doing exactly what we shouldn't be doing. But I think I've found a solution, which is... Um, God, it's just crazy. What, I mean, how can people, just regular people, I walk along here and uh, not want to clear these stones up. Um, my solution is uh, there is that, that partial wall that once existed, of course, between these two fields. And it seems to me that it would be okay, wouldn't it, if I occasionally pop into this field and pick out some of these big stones, as long as I put them on that wall and build the wall back. They're not originally from this wall, mostly. Um, but uh, let's go back this one. Um, because there's just some beauties. I mean, you know, it's, I've cleared most of the big ones from my field. So it, if, it, if it creates the wall between the two fields, I'm saying that seems fine. And what I promise I will do is once I have cleared my field, I will then clear this. Oh, fuck. It's much bigger than I thought. I mean, it's a really big field. It's about ten times the size of the field I'm in. So once I have cleared my field, I will clear this field too. So I've started it. It was officially my field. You can't clear another man's or woman's or, or animal's field or whatever field. Um, once someone started, that's their field. So this is mine, but I'm, I'm going to put a pin in it. Not literally, that would be insane. You wouldn't be able to see it. Um, and but here I've picked up four four nice stones and they're going on top of the broken wall. And uh, they will form a wall between the two fields and it gives me the pleasure of picking up some really big stones at the same time. I am, I feel, morally speaking, uh, not overstepping my mark. And I've made a commitment to that field. Admittedly, one that can only come to pass uh, in possibly, I don't know, 3,000 years. But if I'm alive and I'm able to clear stones, I will be clearing those stones next. Um, that's a solemn vow. So, yeah, just now heading away from the wall and someone, again, someone, another dog coming this way. It's packed with incident. Let's hope this dog doesn't attack my dog. This is going to make it tricky to pick everything up on the way on this diagonal. I do enjoy, the other day I managed to kick a stone from here, which is 20 metres into this diagonal, all the way to the central pile. Not just in one go, in several kicks. And got it onto the pile, and that's very satisfying. That is a good way of clearing stones. It's not a problem to make some of it a little game. That's fine. And another double cricket. I have no idea how lazy the people in this town were. Most of them are out post nine o'clock which is, does make sense, because often it's um, in the latter half of the podcast that I'm meeting the mentally ill dogs of Hertfordshire. We saw another one today, of course, attacking my dog. Uh, Wolfie seems fine after that. She is a playful dog. 
He likes to play fight. So look, here's a zone. Like, as this other person's coming up and kick this along, pretend I'm playing with the dog and I'm getting this. Even if I don't get it there all the way today, I'm getting it closer to the target. Wolfie enjoys, unless it's Wolfie's little role in this, is uh, Wolfie something starting to try and pick these stones up. I think she's learning bit by bit. But there we go. There's someone too close to have to, to do that. And just, of course, we must remember not to hurt at people or dogs. <laughs> I mean, Wolfie, good girl. Come on. With the stones. So do be careful about kicking stones around. <laughs> oh, this is that dog walker. Woofles. Hey, me friends. Oh, it's just getting attacked all day today. The little no. terrier. Stanley, There's something in the air today. Wolf is being attacked all over. <laughs> There's another dog over there with a muzzle. Yeah, that was all right. So we had a, had a muzzle on. Wolfie's just oblivious to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, non plus at all. Yeah. Aren't you gorgeous, girl? Stanley? <laughs> She's not scared of you, Stanley. She could stand on you, Stanley. <laughs> she could oh. stand on you. Come here, Wolf. Wolfie, come on. All right, come on, let's leave poor Wolfie. Come on, Wolfie. See you again, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, there's something in the air. It's a night Wolfie, isn't there? That little, tiny little terrier attacking the Wolfie now. I think they recognise Wolfie as the queen of the dogs, and some of them don't like that, and they're trying to usurp her position. Uh... That's Carla, who does a good uh, dog walking service in the village, if you're interested. Uh, she usually walks Wolfie uh, in her midday walk. I don't know if Carla clears stones as well. Maybe I, if I should uh, get her to do that as well, part of the service. But no, of course not, because this is my field. I don't want anyone else clearing stones in here. Um, certainly not on a habitual basis. So... Yeah, well, that's a disappointing because of that, having to hide, especially from someone I know quite well, having to hide my stone queen. Oh, but they see that, that was a stone talker to me. This little roundy here said, come on, Rich, it's my turn. And it is. It is your turn, my friend. Don't be worried. And here's another one calling out to me. Rich, Rich, I need to go on the central curtain. I mean, you're so close. Let's get you there. And still Stanley in the distance going nuts. Um, I don't know if there is a problem with... Uh, Mental illness, particularly in this area with dogs. Uh, and yeah, that's just four stones, me and very smallish stones going on. So that's quite, again, quite impressive central cairn. Um, and here we are heading down now uh, back towards home. I hope you've uh, been enjoying this. It's quite a quite relaxed podcast, but I think you'd agree the time away has uh, probably, mentally speaking, done me some good. Um, I am dedicated to this. I am going to complete this task, but not at the expense of my own mental health. Um, when I'm feeling fine, clearing stones off a massive field and attempting to get them all off, making them into a gigantic wall that will last for 10,000 years. Um, 
it seems like a crazy thing to do sometimes, but uh, obviously when you're a little bit more mentally stable, it's a good thing. A lot of people talk about this podcast. What's it about, Rich? What's is it? Are you uh, someone at the end of the last year uh, sort of put me in his top three podcasts that uh, are uh, satirising the banal nature of, of today's podcasting world? That's not what this is about. Um, some people think it's a metaphor for Brexit, a man taking on an insane task full of hubris again uh, and then being forced to see it through. Uh, however insane and damaging it may be to both himself and the field that he works upon. Um, some think it's some kind of comment on Donald Trump trying to build a wall, making Mexico pay for it. I'd love to make uh, Welland Village pay for this wall, but it's not going to happen. Um, it's none of those things. It's It's... Something that is about a, a man's midlife crisis, how as we get older and be more useless, we have to search for meaning that isn't there. How we have to try and escape our responsibilities through fantasy. It's not about any of those things. It's, it's in the title. It's called Stone Clearing Rich Cave. It's about clearing stones. Some people think it's an amazing piece of art that should win the Turner Prize. Look, that's, that's not for me to say. But stop saying that, you people. Um, it isn't about that if, if, if art if people who work in the world of art want to make it about art then sure fuck go ahead uh, give me the uh, prize and make me famous and um, stuff I don't want that that's not that's the last thing I want all I want I'm not interested in fame I'm interested in building a wall that will last eons and carry my name so that I'm the last remembered person from the 21st century that's all I want I'm not interested in your tripperies Baubles, Turner Prizes. I'll take it if it's given, but I'm not interested. So um, we're heading back now, and I think we're going to hit some more double because we're just approaching. I know a lot of people like this part of the podcast. Uh, we're approaching the wooden pole a little way off uh, the path. I've only got one stone. It's a one hit wonder here. Can I hit it? Do wherever you are. If I hit this, give a little cheer. I did it. Are you cheering? You should be. If you're too scared to cheer in a public place to a man throwing a stone at the post, then, you know, because you'll look crazy. Think about me, think about the man you're making do this. I never wanted to do this, something that's for you, I understand. So approaching another couple of dog walkers. And I can't see in the sun which ones they are. They're working together. It might be the guy who, who started that original Kevin. We'll find out as we get there. If it is, we'll be having a little chat with him, because uh, that's how he is. Oh, I think we're back with the... Come here, Wolves. Hi there. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is our friend from earlier, yes. Oh, we're friends now. <laughs> Yeah. She just makes me frowny. <laughs> Oops. Oh, come on, Wolf. There we go. We're friends now. That's good, isn't it? There we go. It was a little bit, she was just a little bit rough with her. I mean, I'm lucky she's got the muzzle anyway, so it was, uh, there was like no harm done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just surprised her because she. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. They're being friendly now, so that's good. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, she's a good girl. She's got a bit of husky in there as well. But the, the German Shepherd's uh, predominant. Yes. Uh, siblings had a bit more husky in them, or looked a bit more husky. Uh. How are you doing, Michael? You right? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You haven't? Oh, no. You must be. <laughs> it may be that I haven't been on. I was doing that. I think House of Games was the last thing I was on. That was, that was last year. Um, I think. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Yeah, the, the, my daughter's nearly four now, and she's uh, she's a sparky little girl, showing off and being funny. So yeah, it's nice, and the boys uh, running around. He's uh, fifteen months. Yeah, so he's uh, they're lovely together. So it's it's, it's nice. My, my daughter lives in the village. She's going mad. Oh really? Okay. Oh, we must have seen her around. <laughs> yeah. Well. Come on then, let's get going. Mm. All right, we'll see you soon. Yeah, nice to see you again. Bye. Come on. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the fella who uh, began the cam. He's the guy who first saw me on the field. He's for an ally there. He did. I thought he might talk about the stone claim, but he was aware that there was someone else there. And. Uh, he didn't mention it. That's the code of the stone clearers. Of course, a code that you too must adhere to, if you please. Do not tell people about this. I mean, please ask them to listen to the podcast and subscribe, but don't tell them what I'm doing. And once they are listening, they too must join that covenant. Oh, and no, look at this. Another dog walker. As we turn the corner down the hill, uh, another dog walker is approaching. Uh... Meaning that I'm really, I'm just past the main cairn, nothing gone on there, that's quite unusual. Uh, so no stone clearing going on here. I'm leaving all stones unturned. Oh, although that dog walker is now disappearing down the little path. So we may get a little more stone clearing. It's been, a, you know, an average day. What we doing another wee for people who like to keep up with the, how many wees Wolfie's doing, just a little one. one. Um, on the grass there, on the peas, whatever's growing here. Um, it's a beautiful day, actually. The sun's shining. And uh, up way above the trees now. There's an aeroplane heading to Luton Airport, coming down. From what destination, who knows? If someone would just glance out the window, they would see me. They might see me picking up a stone, thinking, hey, is that Richard Herring, the world-famous stone clearer? I mean, probably, law of averages. Also, they'd have to have pretty good eyesight. It's a long way away. So, uh, just kicking up a couple of little stones here. Oh, that one's bigger than I thought it was. It's still small. And a uh, mini can here. One day, I mean, I hope within the life of this podcast, I hope this can, 200 metres away from the main one, will be part of the wall. And I hope that will reach all the way down here. That's We're approaching the, the little ditch where I must give a votive offering of stones to the stone gods lest something terrible were to happen um, luckily because I've been doing this the world isn't really in any kind of mess and I picked up three tiddlers there really just to, to appease the 
gods. I think one of these tiddlers might have called me sarcastically rude to the stone gods. Yeah, it's been a nice, uh, nice return to po- to podcasting the stone clearing and to really stone clearing. As I say, I have done a few jaunts, mainly nighttime ones. Uh, my morning walk, I'm tending to do like an, a 70 minute walk in the hope that I will um, become fit through walking and lead on to running and whatnot. Um, I have a life outside of stone clearing for the moment, and uh, it's important to not let that go entirely. Um, and that's the point, I think, is you can do both. You can be a stone clearer and enjoy your life with your family and your dog. In fact, being a stone clearer, I think, makes that almost easier. Um, and just right approaching the corner of the field now, with this little lump, really, of a can that I'm now trying to extend up the hill without much success because most of these stones now are tiny so this will take a long time to and I did this as the can on the way in I throw stones towards also remember of course another rule of, of stone clearing if you are creating a wall you must not uh, there are no rules for stone clearing but one of the rules is you must not uh, build your wall or can on a public right of way of course that is very important people need to get into the field but from the farmer uh, and other dog walkers, and this, this uh, job is not about preventing access to the field. There's also a danger, of course, if you do that, you may not be able to escape the field yourself, which would be a sort of nightmare of spending the rest of your life clearing stones, I suppose. Um, it's been a nice calm one. I've enjoyed it. Uh, sorry to those of you who enjoy the crazy ones. I've not even hallucinated once during this podcast, and I'm proud of that. Um, I've had a nice walk it's been a slow walk it's taken me only oh, 36 minutes so that's actually yeah, I must have done it reasonably quickly I think I didn't due to the number of dog walkers I didn't stoop down and pick up as, quite as many stones as usual but that's a good uh, been a practically 40 minute walk which will burn up a few calories so you know there's lots of benefits of stone clearing one of them is this health benefit getting out in the open air Getting lifting stones of various sizes. And, uh, yeah, we're heading back to the house now. Ironically, it is made of stone, well, brick. Um, and glass. I, I did not like glass. I, um, glass, of course, is made of sand, which is what really we're aiming for. Not exactly sand, but the molecules of sand are the size of material we should be leaving on any beach or field we're clearing for people to then come gather up their sand and turn it into a solid material that again will need to be cleared off fields uh, is annoying very annoying to me and uh, glass makers are my enemy thus therefore anyway we're home and the family are all out I think so I don't have to keep up any pretense as we head in uh and here we go, we're back. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, sorry, the podcast, not a show. Remember, it is, uh, don't start looking for other meanings. It's literally about stone thing, how to be good at stone thing, and, and how to do it. Uh, I hope this is proving educational to you. I hope some of you have tried doing your own stone clearing. Let me know how you're getting on. I will keep your secret, of course. Um, 
as I trust ye shall keep my secret. Um, I will eventually attempt to do all of this podcast in what I understand Middle English to be. Um, and write the rules up with S instead of S's because uh, I'm not I'm not crazy. So uh, anyway, we're going to go. I'll see you uh, again. I'm sure. Just feeding the dog uh, kibble. Uh, keep those emails coming in. I had an email from um, Trevor Dunbow has been in touch, and he said, um, "I like the oh, I like the podcast. So that, thanks for that." Is useful to me. Thank you. That's good. Um, and do keep those emails. There's plenty more emails. It's from um, uh, uh, Brenda uh, Laundry Basket has also been in touch. Um, can't what she said. Okay. I love you all. Take care. Take care. You have been listening to Stone Clear with Richard Herring and Wolfie the Dog, also featuring loads of other dogs, mostly quite vicious ones attacking my dog, to be fair, uh, and Michael and Carla and another lady from the village, and lots of other people were in this one, weren't they? It was fun. Uh, thanks to the Mystery Voice, hardly anyone's got it yet, and thank you to Mike Cosgrave for creating this music and to the British Comedy Guide for their fantastic work.